0: From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss.
1: Number one, pat yourself on the back and celebrate.
0: Today on episode two of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Jane Westman. Jane left corporate employment early in her career. Since then, Jane has mentored many entrepreneurs. In this episode, she shares some of the strategies she teaches her mentees. You can find out more about Jane and all of our episodes at goingsolo.smashingtheplateau.com. If you're building your own business after a late career job loss, let's talk. Go to our website at smashingtheplateau.com and click schedule time with David to speak with me. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Jane, I have to talk about our marketing team at Source. As you know, we want to improve the lives of as many people as possible that deal with a late career job loss. CasSource knows how to build connections with our audience through amazing content marketing. It's reassuring to work with a team that gets us. Everything the CasSource team produces is top-notch and does exactly what we need. We highly recommend the CasSource team and their content marketing services to you as you develop your marketing strategy. They'll help you with the creative and the execution of the creative. Learn more by visiting kazcm.com. That's kazcm.com. Now let's welcome Jane Westman. Jane is the president of Jane Westman Public Relations a consulting firm that serves the book publishing industry and has worked with some of the world's top business leaders. She's also the author of Dive Right In, The Sharks Won't Bite, The Entrepreneurial Woman's Guide to Success, which is called a clear and concise blueprint for the tasks of operating a business by the New York Times. Jane served as president of the New York City chapter of the National Association of Women Business Owners for four years, and was named a woman of influence by the New York Business Journal. Her articles have appeared in entrepreneur.com and other business websites and magazines. A graduate of Simmons University, Jane is currently writing her second book of advice for entrepreneurs. Jane, welcome to the show.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be a guest.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Jane, what caused you to go from employment to entrepreneurship?
1: Well, you know, it it happened many years ago. But I think it's something that many people in your audience will be able to relate to. I had joined a midsize book publishing company as publicity director, something that I had about 10 years experience doing. And the company had recently been purchased. It had been bought by a conglomerate. The founder of the company left, and there was a very big shakeup going on behind the scenes among the most senior executives there. So I was with the company less than a year when I realized that my job was going to be eliminated. Luckily for me, I had a good relationship with the president of the company. I went in and spoke with him, and uh, we agreed that I would stay on for a couple of months while I looked for another job. And that's actually The most important part of my message here was that during those few months when I could have been looking for a job, I decided to start my own business. And it was that commitment to starting a business that's key.
0: Right. So you had a few months to think about it and you realized that what you really wanted to do was to start a business rather than get another job.
1: Well, actually... I figured out that I was going to start a business within about 15 minutes. (laughs) I mean, I I was tired of the corporate structure. I knew that any move I was going to make would be a lateral move to another publishing company. In those days, I had hit what we called the glass ceiling. There really wasn't uh, much opportunity for women to to rise up to the top executive ranks in in any publishing company at that time. I felt I had great ideas and I I had very good business connections, a good reputation, and I knew there was a need for the type of work that I do.
0: So you kind of emphasize the word commitment. Why do you think that that's so important?
1: Well, as you know, I've mentored quite a few startups, uh, business owners. And one of the things that, that I, I hear often are, is people talking about passion. They say, I want to start a business because I'm passionate about providing this service, or I'm passionate about this product, or this is what my passion is. This is what I want to do. And that's great, being passionate, but that's not going to get you going. You need to commit to a business. It's one thing to be passionate about a business, but you really need to commit to it. You you can be passionate about your product. But committing to delivering the best product possible is, is a lot different than passion. And so one of the things that I think trips people up in the, in the early stages of starting a business is they're not really 100% committed to that business. So for example, I could have been kind of looking for a job at another publishing company instead of starting my own public relations agency. But if I had done that, when I went to speak with people, I wouldn't be able to say, I am starting a business. This is what I'm going to do. These are the services I will provide for you. Are you interested in working with me? Instead, my conversation would have been somewhat wishy-washy, and I would have been talking about I'm available to come and work in your company to do your public relations. That's very different than having the commitment of starting a business.
0: Okay. So uh, how many years ago was it that you launched your business?
1: (laughs) In the 1980s.
0: Okay. Do you think the situation has changed any with regard to how important commitment is to start a business now?
1: no not not at all Th- this is the part that i that i find interesting so i wrote my book dive right in the sharks won't bite 25 years ago and since then i have continued to mentor uh, entrepreneurs and founders people who want to start businesses as you mentioned earlier um i was the head of the new york chapter of the national association of women business owners and we ran a pretty big mentoring program there. So I have spoken to a lot of people starting businesses and I still do it. I still run mastermind groups. So I'm I'm still talking with people who say they want to start a business. It is absolutely not any different than it was 25 years ago or 30 years ago. The difference is there's so much more competition than there ever was. The difference is 30 years ago, people were happy to be part of the corporate structure. People didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant. Now, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. And because of technology, uh, you are competing for business with people all over the country, often all over the globe. So the competition is more intense. The commitment has got to be just as intense.
0: For sure. And- I believe that the number of people who are leaving corporate, particularly in the, let's say, the second half of their career and starting businesses, is greater than ever before.
1: And why, why do you think that more people are than ever before are leaving?
0: Uh, I think they're being pushed out. Yeah, I was just, just reading an article yesterday, as a matter of fact, about the number of people over age 50 who get terminated. And it's quite astounding.
1: You know, I think we could have a whole other conversation about that because I I think that there's a need for people over 50 to show their worth to their employers because of the tremendous amount of knowledge and skills that they give to the company, that they bring to the company. And in my work as as a marketing consultant, I work with a lot of teams of people who are in their 30s or even early forties. And what I find interesting in working with them is that they're very quick to make decisions and they often make decisions without thinking through the consequences of what's going to happen. So whether that's new product development, new marketing initiatives, new new sales materials, whereas uh, they turn to me because with all of my many years of experience, I give them much better advice. I ask them the questions that need to be asked so that they can think through the process. So I think people over 50 have a tremendous amount to give back to the corporation. So I think that this is all part of marketing. Whether you're going to start your own business, you're going to have to market like crazy. Whether you want to stay within the corporate structure, you need to market yourself within the
0: corporation. No doubt. However, for those that have been pushed out where it may be too late for them to market to their employer because now that's a previous employer and they decide they wanna make a commitment to be an entrepreneur and run their own business. Given the your own experience mentoring so many people, what would you advise somebody like that to do on day one when they're not going back into their office? <laughs>
1: well number 1 pat yourself on the back and celebrate i think i think the best i think the most important thing you need to do is know yourself if you know for sure that that you want to start a business then that's that's your first step that's your commitment to yourself next step is you must have a vision You have to be able to articulate what this business is that you're starting because you cannot start this business alone. You need to be able to tell other people about your business, whether it's uh, that you're making sales calls to start to sell your product or service, whether it is that you, you need to start talking to advisors who can help you. Uh, set up your business, whether it's about hiring employees or consultants, you need a very clear vision of what your business is. And you must be able to articulate it for other people to get them to join you in this vision.
0: Okay. And Jane, you mentioned that you have run a lot of masterminds. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: What I find in the masterminds is is that uh, people have problems that can be solved. What I often see, it's a mindset. Almost everything that I see in the masterminds that I've been running have to do with mindset. And what's great about the mastermind situation is that you have five or six people. Each one has a turn to to talk and share his or her problem. And then the rest of the group can help them solve the problem. And almost always, it's a question of looking at the problem from a different perspective, trying to understand if if you have a a problem with employees, trying to understand the employee's viewpoint, trying to understand uh, your potential client's issue. So the masterminds work really well because it it helps you as an entrepreneur get outside of your own head and start to view your business and your issues differently.
0: Jane, how soon after you make the commitment to actually launch a business rather than look for another job, do you think it is important to be in part of some kind of group, whether it's a mastermind or some other group?
1: I think that step comes after you have a clear vision of what your business is. I've seen people come into the mastermind and they're and they're wishy-washy about what the the company is. What I see happening with them is they get hung up on uh, what is the name of my company going to be and when I hear that, I usually know that they're not really committed to starting a business because if they had And this is where passion does come in. They really had the passion for the business. They would realize that what the name is at the moment or whether or not they're going to rent an office or whether or not they're going to have employees doesn't quite matter at the moment. It's really being able to articulate what this company is and why, why there's a need for this product and service. When you're at that point, I think it's a good idea to join a mastermind.
0: Okay. What are some of the things that you've seen new entrepreneurs do that accelerate the process of getting those early sales and really getting the business off the ground?
1: I think I think it you have to have the realization that you're you can't do this alone. That in order to focus on sales, you need to figure out who your audience is. You're going to have to market to that audience and if you're trying to do everything yourself, you're you're never going to have enough time to sell. So I think one of the things to do is to start to surround yourself with key people and get the word out there about your business. When I started my business, there were a couple of people who were really influential in helping me in the early stages. One was, um, a very well-known artist uh, named Leroy Neiman, who is no longer with us, but he was very famous. He was very well-connected, and he was one of the people who I was able to tell. This is I told him, this is what I want to do. These are the kind of clients I, I want. And he went and introduced me to very, very senior people at one of uh, the country's major banks, and they hired me. I, I went to one meeting and I was hired because Leroy had recommended me so strongly. So I think building your network is is really key in the early stages.
0: Mm. And for people that have not done much network building, or particularly the right kind of network building when they've been employees, what do you generally advise them to do?
1: I think you have to take a look and see what organizations exist within your community. There are, a, you know, a couple of ways now now to network, of course, which is through social media, uh, particularly LinkedIn is is a very good way to network online. I think that um, if you can build your social profile with Twitter and Facebook or Instagram, if that's appropriate for your business, that's key. But in the end. It's meeting people face to face that really counts, uh, especially in these early stages of a business when you don't have a track record uh, for your business. It's these one-on-one relationships that are very important. So, for example, in New York, if you're a woman starting a business, there are quite a few organizations here that really focus on on helping women, whether it's the National Association of Women Business Owners or Elevate or any of the other women's groups here in New York. But then again, there are also other groups there that the New York City has great services for entrepreneurs. So it, it depends where you're located, but I think you need to find out what business groups exist, where you live and test them, go to different meetings and figure out which ones are most appropriate for you.
0: Yeah, so besides your own story cuz you as you've we've discussed you have mentored lots and lots of people are there any stories of individuals that have left employment particularly after a long employment run and have started successful businesses rather quickly
1: Yes I have a friend who has has started a business her name is Deb Boulanger and she advises entrepreneurs So it's a similar, similar business to what we're talking about. But the way that she launched her business so quickly was she actually started the New York chapter of a woman's networking group. So she she went full force. She decided she was going to help women entrepreneurs. So she started a networking group here in New York. And she then sells her consulting services online by doing uh, webinars, um, by doing, she did a lot of Facebook groups. So she was very active in social media and she launched her business pretty quickly that way.
0: Great example. Uh, Jane, is there anything else that that I haven't asked you that you think is worth mentioning about making this transition from employment to entrepreneurship?
1: Yes. I really think you need to write out what I call a business blueprint. So, this is not a business plan that you need if you're if you're looking for funding uh, outside funding. It's really a blueprint to help you make sure that you have a viable business. And what I like to put in the blueprint is a very clear description of what the business does and who it serves. And then I want you to write out a description of how this business is going to run on a day-to-day basis. List what are your responsibilities as the founder of the company. What do you need to do? And then you need a list of what other people are going to do because you can't possibly do it all. You also need an estimate of what it's going to cost to run this business for the first year, at least for the first year. And you have to figure out how you're going to cover you know, the the first year expenses. You've got to get this down on paper. And when you do, that's really going to help you decide whether or not you have a viable business.
0: Right. Because it's not just a matter of, are you going to be able to solve a problem or serve a particular demographic of people? But is, is it something that will be financially feasible?
1: exactly and how how are you going to make the money so when i started my business what i did was because i did have a couple of months where i was still working so i was getting a salary was i went out there and i got clients the first day i opened my business i had 5 clients all of whom were paying me the first month's fee that first day that I started. Now I was lucky because I had a reputation in the field. So people trusted me to sign up with me when I launched my company. But it was an interesting way to to run a public relations agency, which is a consulting business. In other words, I knew I had to pay my landlord. I knew I had to pay my bills at the beginning of the month. And so I, I had clients who began paying me exactly at the same time. So we we can also get into a whole story about, you know, cash flow and and how you keep that going. But the key of what I'm what I'm trying to say is I want you to write down on a couple of pages what this business is. What are you going to do when you go to work every day? What do you do? And who do you need to reach out to who can help you?
0: Yeah, the blueprint is a great piece of advice. Jane, for someone who wants to go deeper with anything that you've shared today or access any resources you have or get in touch with you, where would they go?
1: Well, you can visit me at my website for my public relations agency, which is westmanpr.com, which is W E S M A N P R. Dot com, or you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn as Jane Westman. You also can get a copy of my book, Dive Right In. The Sharks Won't Bite. It's available at Amazon. And if you like the book and you tell me about it, I will be pleased as punch. And in fact, I'd like to give away an autographed copy of the book, if if that's possible, to one of your listeners. Can we do that?
0: Absolutely. How do we do that?
1: Have them, can they contact you? And we'll then choose a winner from at random from the people who contact you and let me know who it is and I'll send them an autograph
0: book. Absolutely. Yep. You can go to smashingtheplateau.com, go to the contact form, send me a message and we will uh, make the arrangements.
1: That's great. Thank you.
0: Jane, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. My guest today has been Jane Westman, the founder and president of Jane Westman Public Relations. Thank you again, Jane, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, David. Have a great day.
0: When you visit the Going Solo website at goingsolo.smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned a number of the strategies Jane Westman teaches her mentees as they build their own businesses. If you are building your own successful business after a late career job loss, let's talk. Go to our website at smashingtheplateau.com and click on Schedule Time with David to speak with me. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Going Solo to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.